You're listening to the Jim and Mike Talk Podcast. Recorded live at the Did You Say 7 Studios in beautiful Washington, New Jersey. And here's Jim and Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike. And this is um, episode five. And we're back to the music. Yes, it is good to be back to the music. Oops. So we have a... Um, here's our scenario. We're going to pretend a, We're gonna pretend a little bit here, right? Yeah. Go out on a limb and pretend. So um, the United States and Russia, they're, um, they're fighting. Not actually physically fighting, but... Uh, we've made Russia pretty mad. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're gonna fire a missile. You know, this is some frightening stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they. Yeah. Anyway, it's false false alarm. Yeah. But so I did um, I did look up today how long it would take a missile to get to the U.S. Wow. And it's thirty minutes. Wow. And I came up with this scenario before. Right. I we. It up. Yeah. If we would have a um, if we would have a place to go, we'd want to get uh, food supplies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing. We we already have everything in the in the shelter. Oh, right, right. Okay. But we I think we have we still have 30 minutes. We're at we're on the clock and we forgot that we have this incredible sound system in the fallout shelter. Wow, yes, yes. And we don't have any music. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have Wi-Fi. You're not going to have your Apple music. Right. I could I could sing to you. That's it, okay. Yeah, we won't want that. <laughs> well, we could do karaoke. And, yeah. So um, we we have thirty minutes, and we decide we we're grabbing albums, mm-hmm. but they got to be they have to be albums that we want to listen to. That we could be down there for, you know, I don't know, six months. We could be down there for two years. Mm-hmm. You know? Down there for a while, and yeah, uh, yeah. And I have I have the plans here. We could be down there till our death. This, this could be the, yeah. these could be like the last uh, the last songs that we hear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. So blueprints. You've got the whole plan. Now, we've got um, we've got a green room where we're growing stuff. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not built yet, you know. But Mike and uh, Mike and his wife are going to be mm-hmm. down there with my wife and yeah. my son, and mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe some other people. Yeah. What I think this this is probably max at eight to ten. Yeah, probably eight to ten people living. This is there. a twelve hundred and sixty square feet. Yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty good size. Yeah, thing. yeah. You got the master bed. Yeah, which of course we'd play poker and see who gets that. Yeah. Uh, living room, dining room, kitchen. It's all an open area. Yeah. Is probably the sound system is probably in there. Now yeah. water um, is actually our our pool area. Oh, oh, yeah. Very Isn't nice. Isn't that nice? Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, we got a pool there. Mm-hmm. Some palm trees outside. They're they're fake. Yeah. You know, we, and then this is the bunk area. Oh, wow. Very uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and this is a picture of, um, you know, the scenario. We're in our control room as okay. the, the, <laughs> as the <laughs> mushroom cloud. Yeah. So, yeah, we're underground. This is underground. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's some books down there already. You know, we've got some, uh, some reference yeah. books. We've got some novels and stuff. But we do want some yeah. good music to listen to. Now, the thing is, um, in our hurry, I had borrowed some albums from Mike, and Mike had borrowed some from me, mm-hmm. and he accidentally grabs, you know, an extra album. So that's, that's going to be at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm going to pick Mike's album and well, you don't have to pick my out, but but you you grabbed one of my oh 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 right, okay. Mike grabbed one of my albums, yeah, and he's he's kind of taken aback by this album. He right. didn't even know it was in my collection. Right, right. You know, he, I think he borrowed a bunch of albums and grabbed it, and it you know it was in in mm-hmm. with his other albums, mm-hmm. and he's like, what? Yeah, how'd this get here? Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. So. so so we're looking so we're looking at uh, what t- what top ten albums would we take down to the bunker? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we each have our top ten. Uh, the, and like I said, these are albums that we could uh, that we loved for a long time or even a short time. It might be new stuff, and mm-hmm. um, that we can. So know, we, so we could even play once a week without getting tired of, or even more. Right. Know. So I looked at uh, Jim. I looked at stuff that I would. Uh, I, that I don't get tired of. Okay. Know? So I'm going to start out with uh, Galactic, and it's a live album. And Galactic is a New Orleans uh, funk jazz band. And the mm-hmm. album is, uh, it's a live album that captures a night at New Orleans' uh, very famous Tipitinas. And I'd love to go, oh, yeah. go, to, love to, go to New Orleans. But um, the drummer is uh, Stanton Moore, uh, being a drummer. Uh, I just, I love uh, what Stanton brings there. So... Um, on this album, they have uh, one guy singing vocals, and so it's probably half instrumental, half uh, with a male vocal. When I saw him live in Charlottesville, my daughter and I went down about two years to Charlottesville, Virginia, and saw him live, and they had about three different vocalists. So you didn't know what you were going to get. You got this this wild instrumental. So there, I can't even pick out favorites mm-hmm. songs from this. Yeah. And uh, just really, you know, it's just the groove you can close your eyes and just get entranced in the groove. I never get tired yeah. of this album. Yeah. And of course, live, you know how it is. There's a lot of difference. Because it's good um, instrumental besides, you know, there, is, there are vocals, but the, yeah. There's some they're, vocals, yeah. And but they it, have a lot of people in the band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, um, on this stage, I'm guessing uh, maybe eight people playing all kinds of stuff that you'd see in New Orleans if you go to some clubs down here. Mm-hmm. So there it is, Galactic. Uh, we love you tonight. Okay. And that is a quote from... Uh, the second to last song, we uh, we love them tonight, or we love you tonight. All right, so Jim, what do you got uh, for an album then? Okay, my first album is Kiss Alive One. Oh, there go. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh-huh. this, so, so you realize that uh, for as long as I know you and have to live with you, I have, you know we have to we have to live listening to each other's music, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know that we'll. There's not headphones down there. If we forget them. And um, this is a double album. Oh yeah. This good. is the. Um, I think it was their, yeah, there was a, it was their fourth album. And um, so imagine a band has, they only have three albums out. And I think, I think they did, they didn't do as well as after this uh, with like Love Gun and Mm -hmm. Destroyer. That's when that really propelled them. Right. So um, this is just a culmination of, um, their three, their first three albums, and most of the, most of the songs are off the first one. So, but Kiss I've liked since I was uh, eleven years old. I remember we were, yeah, we were in uh, grade school, middle school, and uh, you were always uh, getting albums before me. Yeah, you said check this out. Remember Hotel California, <laughs> which might be an album we're taking down. I don't know. So I, it was hard for me to. Actually, this top 10 list was hard for me to actually whittle down to 10, but, um, and it was hard for me to pick one Kiss album. 
But if I had to pick one, it's this one because it's it's their first live album. And it's the interesting thing about this is that it was later found out that the most of the album was re-recorded. Did not know that. Yes. Um, so it's supposed to be from this live show, but they had yeah. to, they had to re-record. And I didn't know this. Um, actually, when this came out, it was July of '75. So I was I didn't get into Kiss till a couple years later. But one of the one of my favorite places to visit is Wildwood, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I went there with you a couple times. And you would not think of a band putting out like Kiss a live album of songs that they would record in Wildwood, New Jersey. You think of Philadelphia, like the bigger cities. Right, right. And that's that's yeah. where this was from. Yeah. Wow. Well, no, it's it's uh, three different. I think it's three different places. Um, the first five songs were recorded in Wildwood. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the second CD, Black Diamond was recorded in Wildwood. Now you have six songs from the first album out of the um, total of 16 songs. I'd say it was an even number for all three mm -hmm. first albums. So uh, here's a little history. Um, in the early 1990s, Eddie Kramer, he was the producer. Mm -hmm. um, he produced, I don't know what other, I know he produced other uh, great albums, but uh, he stated that there were a few overdubs to correct the most obvious mistakes. Strings breaking or off-key notes, for instance. So they actually went in the studio and re-recorded some things. But, however, he, he changed his... Maybe he was afraid to tell people that what he really knew mm -hmm. was that in recent years, he stated that the only original live recording on the album is Peter Chris's drum tracks. Wow. And they kept the... Um, the audience mm -hmm. sound. Yeah. Um, and Paul Stanley has noted that there is a, I mean, he's noted some mistakes. Uh, there's a mistake in the chorus of come on and love me. Uh, mm -hmm. He's also made comments that even though there have been live albums recorded later that make a live sound like it was recorded in a washroom <laughs> and he has no qualms about it. So he, he wasn't that happy with yeah. this. And, some of the songs are a little, I think, a little muddy. Yeah. Well, uh, being, being in a band myself, uh, a rock band and an ancient folk band, uh, I know that when you drink, you know, if you're under the influence, I'm just, I just don't mm -hmm. know. I mean, how much was Kiss under the influence? You think you're doing better, you th but you're actually just having a better time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not blaming us all on drugs, but, yeah. you know, because they, they think, wow, that really rocked. But really what they meant was they had a good time, and these mistakes come out. Yeah. You make more mistakes if you're under the influence of something. And then uh, in uh, Peter Chris's uh, autobiography, he, he stated that the only original live recordings on the al album were his drum, his drum and vocal tracks. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But it's interesting to me, um, this was found out later, that it wasn't a, an actual live. It yeah. was made to sound like a live album. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, uh, you know, these are some great early Kiss songs. And that, that's, so that's, my, that's one of my uh, CDs or albums I'll bring with me. So. All right. We'll look forward <laughs> to hearing it. Uh, next one I've got is uh, by Steely Dan, and it is the album Asia. And that's spelled A-J-A. -A. Not quite sure why, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Steely Dan. Um, 
Donald Fagan and Walter Becker. Walter Becker passed away just um, two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you might have seen that in the news, um, they had a twenty-year hiatus in there uh, between uh, this album was nineteen seventy-seven. So again, uh, this disc uh, that I would bring is like the one before it, Galactic, really for the music. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, you know. I love that album. That's still that's still it. Yeah. yeah, I. Um, I had the cassette when I was. It, it's it's one of those things that just makes me feel really good. You know, a lot of times there's there's songs that can take you back to a certain place. This takes me back to being a young adult driving around my RX seven mm -hmm. and my my silver RX and uh, you know just just a smooth sound uh, to this. We um, it's it's not so much you know the the message what they're trying to say. Like for this one song, the one song. Uh, Black Cow. It says, drink your big black cow and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm singing along with it. You know, I've been singing along for yeah. years. Uh, is it a drink? Uh, drink your big black cow. So, you know, it's probably, there's either a personal joke in there or a black cow is a, a drink. Do you or know? it could be Guinness. Yeah, I Or don't it know. could be, yeah, because that was before craft beer. So, yeah, yeah. you know, nowadays there might be a beer called Black Cow. Right. But, but yeah, there, I I'm sure there is somewhere, but it could be chocolate milk, you know, yeah. Yeah, drink, that, drink yeah, your chocolate milk and get, and get out of here. Cause you know, um, but there's, there's so, and if you know Steely Dan already, you know that they're a little bit of perfectionist. That's, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just so smooth. Uh, you got horn sections and there's a lot going on right there. Um, another album I never get tired of. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to listen to some of your albums. Yeah. Uh, you're going to you're have not gonna to be listening to Kiss. You're going to have to be listening <clears throat> to it. Yeah. I learned to like Kiss. I could do that. What do you got next up for us? Okay, next we got um, Elvis. All right. Can't be in that shelter without some Elvis. <laughs> now, this, um, this came out actually just a couple, let's see, 2016, because yeah. it's actually a... He is alive. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's actually a, a compilation of Elvis's last two albums, um, which was in... It was... Um, Elvis Presley Boulevard, Memphis, Tennessee. That was the name of the album. Mm -hmm. 1976. And Moody Blue, which was his last album in 77. Now, this is uh, the, one I or the one that came out in 2016. Uh, is two discs. The second mm -hmm. one is outtakes. So it's... Um, or other takes from the album. Uh, you, know, you know, when you go in the recording studio, you, you don't... You're not... Um, you don't record one take... Mm -hmm. Like the Beatles were famous for recording like 20 takes. Yeah. And you choose. And then they use the best Yeah, one. you just back up, yeah. li listen to it, and see what you want. So this, uh, interesting enough, was recorded at Graceland. Mm -hmm. And did I say the name of the album? <laughs> no, you uh, didn't. No, Way Down in the Jungle Room. Now, the Jungle Room's a reference to a room uh, in Elvis's house, at, or house, or... Um, mansion <laughs> large house yeah but interesting enough elvis never called it the jungle room um, i think he just called it the den but a recording studio was set up uh in elvis's den of mm -hmm. graceland so the, and the last song he recorded was called way down and that was um 10 months before he passed away wow but this this album is the voice Elvis could still sing. You know, it's it's not like the live concerts and he's the last live concerts of Elvis. He he was joking around. He would tell he would mess up lyrics. This is perfection. Wow. This is the 
Elvis album you want. So um, really, he was in his prime right about then, of one year before his death, is what you're saying. Like vocally, the and voice was still strong, and it's it's amazing. Uh, you feel like you're in the room with him. Yeah. You know. Um, so back to the jungle room. He he never called it the jungle room. Um, it was a breathtakingly garish, tiki tinged lair. <laughs> That's what someone described. It's a great, great description. Uh, it was constructed in 1965 as, as an addition to Graceland. It said the room was the nerve center of his home life. Uh, there he would take his breakfast, contemplate the enormous artificial waterfall. <laughs> well, yeah. And then be. entertain his friends, including the Memphis Mafia. Um, so this is where he spent a lot of his time. And there's one famous thing that happened in the jungle room is where elvis and this is pretty much true is he shot out one of his he had 14 tvs in his house Let's wow see. um i think 14 yeah and then he um he was watching andy williams one night mm -hmm. and i guess he didn't like andy williams and he took a, his gun and shot the tv out wow so elvis that, could do that yeah yeah so but that's not on the recording the uh gunshots mm -hmm. so but, but no this <laughs> that would and be I, exciting yeah and i listen to i have a lot of elvis um albums and this is like i said this came out like three years ago mm -hmm. and, it's and i know you've got a lot, one, lot of other ones to choose from one of my favorites so mm -hmm. yeah very good all right, next up, I've, uh, I had to get a U2 album. I had to grab some U2, and Jim knows why. Um, yeah, Jim and I have been uh, seeing U2 live since way back um, in 85 and then 87 and, and all the way up through a couple years ago. Uh, so, so, you know, appropriately, I thought of the first one, I thought, All That You Can't Leave Behind. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me repeat that. All... That. that you can't leave back behind. Yes. You're going to take it with you. And so, yeah, but I did, but I, I went away from this and went to another album um, because, you know, I love things like Walk On, which our band did uh, about 10 years ago, and Kite, and uh, even New York. People hate New York because they think the lyrics are stupid. I, I think it's great. But I, went, I switched over to uh, Ock Tongue Baby, and uh, maybe I subconsciously remember uh, that uh, in 19... Okay, no, wait, wait. Hear that? We have a... We have a we have a dinging noise here. Ding, 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 ding. We, we hit one. Oh, here. we hit one. All we right. We have the same album. Okay, okay. good. So, let, so you can join okay. in here. Yeah. So I remember, so this is one, you know, we, we actually have one less album because we're both bringing it, but maybe we would wear it out. So I remember uh, I was uh, living in Hong Kong for your mid-91 to mid-1992, mm -hmm. and you graciously tried to keep me abreast of the culture. Uh -huh. And and the music and you sent me a cassette. Okay. You sent me the cassette. <laughs> U two's got a new one. It's called Octung Baby. And uh, and when I hear it, actually, strangely enough, it doesn't take me back to Hong Kong. I just mm -hmm. love the music. Yeah. And uh, it's really it's really uh, it was something completely different because you know when they start out with Zoo Station, yeah. Like whoa, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? Mm -hmm. I mean, just so different. You know, and, and the, uh, the Fly is on there, too. So you've got Zoo Station and The Fly, two really unusual, just... Um, well, it was, a, it, was a, it was a big step after Joshua Tree. Right. You take Joshua Tree and 
put it next to Octung Bay. Yeah, it's huge, like two different bands. Huge leap. Like, like they were shot with a shot of <laughs> adrenaline or something. Right, rock right, and back, roll adrenaline. Right, back, um, back with the Joshua Tree and 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 the live album. But the writing too. The, mm-hmm. And uh, the the hit or most played one, I believe, would be one. Yes. Yeah. And I still that song. Does that speak to you? Uh, does that speak? I did, I like it because it's uh, Bono's vocals are just raw. Mm-hmm. And talking about doing more than one take, it sound it's it's a song and it's mm-hmm. it's good. It's it's not like oh maybe they should have done another take, mm-hmm. but the vocals are they're not. It's believable. It's so yeah. honest. Yeah, we're one, but we're not the same. But the sound, the sound of Bono's voice, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's tr- it's it's just pure. Yeah, right. Same. And then you've got um, you've got until the end of the world, which is uh, amazing on a DVD. If you see some uh, some good live concerts, um, it is. Uh, Bono being Jesus and the Edge is Judas and they go back and forth and it's just it's really pretty yeah. amazing. Um, I actually like all these songs, so it's really hard for me to go through all the songs. But of course, early on with that groove, one of my favorites was Mysterious Ways, and you know if I, I take this disc if you know had a couple of these songs on it. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it's just amazing. Um, Mysterious Ways. Uh, in concerts at during this time, he's always bringing some woman up st- up on stage with him to dance around and stuff. Bono said about Octung Baby that in retrospect, listening to black music enabled the group to create a work such as Octung Baby. Wow! And while their experiences with folk music helped him to develop as a lyricist, mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the Love Town tour, which I don't remember, I love. No, no, that must have been a... Maybe yeah. that was in Europe. <laughs> Bono announced on stage that it was the end of something for you too, and that we have to go away and dream it up all over again. Mm. So this is what they yeah. did. Oh, okay. So, And then most of the songs um, involve Steve Lil- Lillywhite, Brian Eno, and Daniel... Lanoy. Lanoy. Mm-hmm. This wow. whole album. Oh well, that's, so that's, that's why it's you, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, you know we hit we hit one. We we got one yeah. that would be the same. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Get to hear it twice as much. So uh, my next album is Steve Martin. <laughs> Comedy is not pretty. And we both love. Yeah, Steve both Martin. love Steve Martin. Yep. I did not grab one of those, yeah. but go ahead. So I was originally going to pick the first one, uh, "Let's Get Small," but. Um, I like Wild and Crazy Guy yeah. a little better. Now, when Let's Get Small came out, and I'm going to say it was 77, because the next one was 78, uh, I was in a repair shop, car repair shop, with my father. I was 12 years old. Wow. And the radio station, believe it or not, was playing Steve Martin. Now, Steve Martin was not... <laughs> that would never happen today. Yeah, Steve Martin was not your... Um, uh, clean comedian. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was sort of, but he, he did stretch it mm-hmm. a little bit. Right. So, and I heard this guy while sitting there waiting and then had, and back, you know, there was no internet back then. Yeah. You had, you had to go looking, you had to go walking and looking. So I don't know it. if I just um, figured out or maybe saw, you know, some reference to one, one of the, you know, what I heard on the radio as far as his album. Well, you um, had a look, it was a real search back then. Yeah. Um, 
So A Wild and Crazy Guy, that's his uh, second comedy album. Now, this album did something that no other comedy album did. Mm -hmm. It reached number two on the Billboard chart. Wow. Now, you'd think it reached one, number one. This had King Tut on it <laughs> uh, and A Wild and Crazy Guy. Uh, now, no other album except recently reached number one. Wow. And it was Weird Al. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. Now this... Um, but, it, but to get to one or two, that's just, that's just amazing for uh, satire or comedy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my, one of my favorites is um, out of this album is set... Well, one of them is My Real Name. <laughs> <laughs> and he's... You know, you think he's being... And Steve Martin is not serious in any yeah. respect. So he said, Mother would call us to the dinner table... And he said his his name his name growing up was <laughs> so and his sister's name was Hill 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 Hill, so the mother would call him to dinner and Hill 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 Hill, and then something else that came up when uh, and he would just throw out these things he was like almost sort of one liners right. I was sitting at home the other day doing terrible things to my dog with a fork. <laughs> Remember that? You know? Right, right. Yeah, so. Yeah. Is that, that's not drug-induced, right? That's just, I mean, that's just most likely. I don't know. I don't know. With a fork. Yeah. So, okay. Right. So, Steve Martin. Yeah, all right. All right, so um, the next one I chose is an uh, album by a man named Ryan Massaro. Do you know Ryan Massaro? No, I don't. Okay. So Ryan Massaro at some point decided he was pretty good at guitar and songwriting, so he changed his name to Amos Lee. Oh, okay. And, and, you know, now I know. Yeah. And so for me, uh, I love the name Massaro, and, and I just think that would be a great stage mm -hmm. name. I want to throw that out there. Um, well, you know, the, the guy from the bass player of Smithereens, mm -hmm. Mike Massaro. Yeah. I well, think there he you has go. an S. I don't know if it's spelled the same way. Yeah, Masaro. Okay. So, um, so I think you know, as a young man searching, you know, Amos Lee. I think it's a uh, a mnemonic device used for aimlessly. Okay. Aimlessly. So oh, anyway, yeah. okay. um, not too long ago, still a new album to me. Twenty sixteen, the Spirit album came out. Um, just really, really. Um, soft and smooth, and just really a great album. Starts out with the song "New Love." And um, and then a more contemplative one, Spirit. And then another one of my favorites is Lightly, talking about living and, and moving about, uh, traveling lightly. Um, but even more important on this, on this album for me is, is some really touching, comforting songs. Uh, if any of you listeners know the album, you would know Wait Up For Me, Till You Come Back Through and With You. Uh, just really soft and smooth. You can, you know, you can light a candle and just chill mm -hmm. uh, and just really relax. And, and these songs, um, yeah, they're, they're honest, raw emotion. Um, I've seen him once uh, with Bruce Hornsby a um, year and a half ago. Um, he was just there with his guitar. I was really looking forward to seeing him with the band, mm -hmm. but it was just him and his guitar. Um, good setting. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, this, this, this album, just from, from the first listen... Um, really touches me, and so I, I want to mm -hmm. take spirit with me. Yep. And there's and this was tough too because Amos Lee, you know, there's different things yeah. that. Uh, no, I like Amos Lee. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, you said, uh, was he on the was he on the caravan? And ben Ben Harper. I was. 
yeah, put they, them together. Yeah, they're they're very similar in the so you in would, style. You're so far. You have more of the smoother. I have more of the rock and roll. Right, right. Except you two. You yeah, know, we both agree on. So. Yeah, Zeus, Zeus Station. That wasn't really mellow, <laughs> but all the yeah, other ones, I've got yeah. some mellow ones in there. <clears throat> yeah. What else you got? So my next one is um, it's another it's a rock album. One of my favorite bands, Cheap Trick. Mm-hmm. Who I've loved since I was a kid, and a lot, a lot of these albums that I can listen to over and over are actually from like '78, '79. There's a, there's a whole bunch of albums that when I first was discovering music on my own, right, right, they well, still like hold, like I don't know, as you get older, they kind of bring you back, right, right. You know? And as you're 14 and 15, you know, this is. Yeah. You know, you're reflecting back, and so I think subconsciously, I mean, you're going into the hole here. You know, you're going in down yeah. in the bunker, and I think you're you're touching on things that uh, were in your life at age 14, 15. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. You think of that. So this album is Dream Police. It was hard for me to pick, <laughs> but this was like the first album. I probably the first album I picked up, uh, Cheap Trick, and when it was new. Yeah, when yeah, it was yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. This is only their fourth studio album. Believe it or not, the album that propelled them was Live at Budokan. Yeah. Nobody knew who Cheap Trick was. And they actually delayed um, putting this album out. Because that one because was doing Live so good. was doing so well. Right. And that's a good move. That Live at Budokan, there's something about it that is, yeah. is just energy and excitement. It's amazing. The crowd, the, it's, the girls yeah. screaming for Robin yeah. Zander. Uh, and it was one of the biggest live albums besides Peter Frampton. But we're talking right. so Dream Police came out after that, and it was kind of a I don't I don't know if it was a concept album, but they're on the cover. They're in white police uniforms. <laughs> I remember it. And even the video was was pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, so I want to read like one quote in in the 2017 book Shake Some Action. <laughs> the Ultimate Power Pop Guide. Uh, the section on Cheap Trick featured reviews on the top 20 standout tracks from the band. And one track was Dream Police, where the author John W. Barak mm-hmm. wrote, Entire careers have been built around lesser songs than this monster, which sits <laughs> proudly alongside Surrender as the quintessential Cheap Trick song. Mm-hmm. So... But I love Cheap Trick. I had to include a Cheap Trick. I have all their albums. So and but this yeah. is the one that stands out because, like I said, I'm pretty sure this was the first. It had to be because it was only their fourth. And I know I didn't have Live at Budokan when it came out. So, mm-hmm. so this this really, as far as memories and bringing you back. You know. Right, and when we uh, celebrate the new year down in the bunker, we'll be playing Cheap Trick. Yeah, that'll be it. That's a real real <laughs> real dance one. Yeah. yeah. So All right. What do you got? So um, I was I was looking at Sting. You know, my man Sting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him. Uh, one of the reasons I really like Sting, I figured this out on my own, is as a songwriter and a bass player, his the way he sings. Of course, he's a great writer too. But the way he sings as a bass player, the timing of the of the words come out differently. And and that's I I think that's the base of why I really excuse the pun uh, the base of why bass. the base of yeah he plays bass excuse me that was me taking yeah. the cap off my cell too yeah. that wasn't me uh, <laughs> with a gas problem <laughs> sorry <laughs> so so I was thinking of Ten Summoners Tales but then I rejected it and chose another one uh, Ten Summoners Tales that I won't be taking 
has uh, love is stronger than justice, and if I ever lose my faith. But I chose, uh, I switched over okay. to uh, Sting if on a winter's night. No, I don't know that one. Oh, it's, it, it, it's so fabulous. It's a, more of a, a, a seasonal. Yes, yes. Okay. It, it, is, it is not a Christmas album, but it's a winter album. It's kind of a winter solstice okay. album. But it, has, but it does have Christmas uh, uh, themes in it. Gabriel's Message and a song, uh, The Cherry Tree Carol. Okay. This is Mary and Joseph. Mary's pregnant, and mm-hmm. they're walking along, and Joseph is a bit angry, a bit pissed off, mm-hmm. because somebody's gotten his girl pregnant. Okay. Okay, it's not him. So he says, uh, let the father of the child gather cherries for you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty good. Um, so it's really, you know, you talked about the rock and roll versus the uh, the introspective. This this one, you you can't get further down in thought. Um uh, but some songs that you might know, um, there's some classics on here, just really stripped down. Um, and uh, there is a rose of such virtue, and uh, uh, lo, how a rose air blooming. So these are classics that go back a couple hundred years, probably um, probably around 200 years. Um, but it's great. The Hounds of Winter. Uh, Actually, I might have heard the. Th- you would have heard of the no, Hounds. I'm thinking of the Hounds of Baskerville. No, okay. Sherlock. <laughs> so. <laughs> sure so um, the Hounds of Winter starts out uh, Mercury Falling, Arise from My Bed. Now, he had an album, Mercury Falling. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, I, I don't have that disc, and so I was wondering if that came from it, and he brought it back for this, for this album. Um, but the, uh, the Hounds of Winter, and is ta- it's a love song, and it's, just, it's slow and contemplative, but it's a love song. Very sweet voice, mm-hmm. but it's not about a girl. It's about the sun okay. and how he misses her and uh, can't make a fire the way that you do mm-hmm. and heating up the house. But it's <laughs> not about a girl. It's about the sun. You know, okay. in, in the winter solstice, it's as far yeah. away from the sun as you can mm. get. And then it's coming back after, after Christmas time. Um, so just, uh, you know, it just really uh, touches me. Another one is Christmas at Sea, about a young man that goes out and he's decided to work instead of be with family. And he's out. He can see... Uh, through the darkness and and the water, he can see his town, and he knows where his house is, and he knows they're celebrating Christmas oh, without wow. him because yeah. he's out there at sea, yeah. and it's very touching. Um, love the whole album. Um, the Hurdy Gurdy Man's not one of my favorites on the album, but uh, everything else is very touches. It just touches me. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to heard the Hurdy Gurdy. Yeah, wouldn't want to be <laughs> wouldn't want to be without it. That reminds me of Bob Dylan. I don't know if he did that song. I don't the know Hurdy Gurdy Man. Yeah, could have, yeah. yeah. But a great album. If you're looking for a good Christmas album, a good winter album, uh, check out If On A Winter's Night, and it's 2009. So uh, my next album is a artist that I just discovered recently. Cool. And I think I discovered him through Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the maybe Song of the Day. Uh, I don't remember the song uh, that I listened to first, but... It wasn't off this album. This is a new album. Uh, came out last year, called American Darkness, and it's by Dan Tedesco. Wow, he's from Chicago, and um, he he kind of reminds me of. Uh, I was trying to think, you know, when you hear someone's voice, and you're like, who? Not that he's trying to sound like anyone, but he sounds. But it's like a combination somebody. of people. What I could best come up with was the Wallflowers or Dylan. Or no, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob yeah. Dylan, right. Steve Forbert, mm-hmm. and Jackson Brown. Believe it or not, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like combination. Mm-hmm. 
so the album is basically what Dan's been going through over the last few years. He's been a new parent and maybe reflecting on the current political tension mm -hmm. everyone has been feeling. Yeah. The album's a reflection of darkness and the possibility of seeing something good at the end of the tunnel mm, right. and in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so the title track, American Darkness, is Dan's ominous take on what his newborn might face when growing up in the world. Right, right. And about his love for his daughter, and the only thing he can do is show her that there is love in the world. Right. And one quote from uh, American Darkness is, I can only hope you don't mix with the heartless. Don't get lost in the American darkness. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, yeah that's powerful. Yeah. And, um, oh. It reminds me, uh, you know, him and his thoughts with the political climate reminds me of my friends in Virginia who, uh, they were together in the hospital on 9-11. She was giving birth on 9-11-2000. And one, oh, wow. and so I always know how old their daughter is, yeah. <laughs> and I also know how long ago uh, nine eleven happened. So that's the thoughts they had. I mean, this is a really similar thing for them. It was yeah. a big punch in the face. You know, here we are giving birth to our third child, and uh, you know he's writing. Yeah, he's writing this up. Yeah. Yeah. Now there, I I love this album, and Mike, if you haven't heard yeah, it, you, I, you need to listen to it because mm -hmm. um, it's. It's so well written and uh, it's so, so many feelings put into these songs, which is great. Mm -hmm. You know, as a songwriter, mm -hmm. um, it's the songs are guitar. I think there's some drums, um, you know, very limited. Is it, is it varied like uh, you turn me on to Eric Lindell? Is it kind of like that? Uh, kind of has band, but it's... It's more acoustic. Mm -hmm. um, okay. More... And I want to compare it almost to Bruce Springsteen, mm -hmm. Western Stars. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there's a song on here that reminds me a little bit of that song. Um, the Wolves Are Running Wild Tonight. Now, mm -hmm. I got permission from Dan himself. Oh, okay, great. Great. Because Dan is on Instagram. Dan's on a U.S. tour right now. Mm -hmm. He's going to be playing Philly next month. Cool. At the City Winery. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to play. This is from. Uh, the Wolves Are Running Wild Tonight. And this is just this uh, last year, this months ago, right? 2019? Yeah, it might have been. I'm not sure. Could have been a year before that? No, it's 2019. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. just not sure the month it came out. Yeah, yeah, but it's just it's yeah. less than a year ago. Yeah. Okay, so let me see if I can get this. Uh, we've got a speaker here. I got to cue it up. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, this... Uh, Dan Tedesco, I've got to uh, give this a listen yet. Uh, and while I'm queuing this up, mm -hmm. uh, there's another song. One of the songs that's kind of, uh, there's a song called Backstage. So it's it's about his experience um, with what goes on backstage with fans. Uh, it's not a, you know, funny song mm -hmm. in any way, mm -hmm. but it's just a little different. Um, but one line that really got me was, <laughs> makeup's fading, promises breaking, witnesses claiming, Hearts are shaking. Some old guy's trying to grab some young girl's ass. <laughs> Ain't you glad you paid that scalper for this backstage pass? Wow. Yeah. So just some things maybe he's seen mm -hmm. <laughs> coming yeah, on. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's great I'm... that you chose this one because yep. <laughs> it's great that you chose this one because I don't know it. So down in the yeah. bunker, I'm going to be able to I'm going to be able to hear some uh, new stuff. 
I think you just whispered to me. Oh no. I need to whisper back. Say, turn on whisper mode. I think Alexis. Now. <laughs> I didn't even know Sunday, she. Monday. We've got Stop. a guest guest in the studio. Thursday. Alexa. And Saturday. Stop. Alexa, listen to me. What? Okay, here we go. Okay. Yeah. So that's. So what he's saying is, is, you know, his wife's in the bedroom crying. She's pregnant. So he's. What this is a song about wondering again what about the future, mm -hmm. and what's going on with, um, just the political atmosphere that's out there. And the last thing he said was, if uh, you didn't hear it, wondering how many people went and bought their first gun. Yeah. So, yeah. This this album really. Um, I've listened to it many times. It's it's just great. So. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh I'm sure there's a lot of musicians and poets who are uh trying to deal with the current situation in the US, the division of people uh and uh yeah, it's it's a way to deal with it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. one one Dan and I'm going to spell his name T E D E S C O and you can find him I'm pretty sure it's dantedesco.com. See some uh, where he's playing. He's also on Instagram. Very good guy. I've, I've messaged him a couple times, and he's messaged me back. And he's he's um, on tour right now, so see him if you can and listen to American Darkness. All right. Thank you so much, Jim. So uh, down in the bunker, you know, we've got to have uh, a female singing to us sometime. Have we chosen a female yet? Don't know that we have. No. Uh, so. Um, so, Which is uh, odd for me because I. I, I know, I know, I know. So, uh, Sinead's going down with us, you know? Okay. So, um, I, I first uh, grabbed uh, so far the best of Sinead O'Connor um, because I love some things that are on here. And it's kind of cheating getting the, uh, getting the, t getting the, uh, the best of, but then again, you cheated with a couple two disc sets, right? So, you br you're bringing some more in. Yeah, well, <laughs> well you can uh, if it's a greatest hits, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm putting that away because I went back to uh, what I really, really enjoy. And I love uh, by Sinead O'Connor, 1994's Universal Mother. Okay. Um, this includes songs like John, I Love You. Is that an EP? Uh, it is It is a little bit smaller, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's got All Apologies on it, written by uh, Kurt Cobain mm -hmm. um, from Nirvana. Yes. And, and she does a, she does a uh, well, not, not, too, not too radically different than his, uh, actually. Um, just really, just, uh, if, if, even if these three songs, I'm going to list three of my favorites from Universal Mother, even if these three were on it, I would just take it for that, mm -hmm. even though the album has, I think, seven or so. Um, In This Heart starts out with her singing a cappella, just her singing. And then the, the, uh, on the fourth line, or you know, the, in a few lines, it's someone else joining. Uh, so you have like soprano and tenor, and, and, and it's just amazing. And then uh, you know, this guy with the bass comes in. Mm -hmm. um, famine, and she's talking about how there really was no potato famine. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the history books, 
in Ireland say there's a potato famine when really there wasn't one. Um, <clears throat> it was the government uh, restricting, and it was all uh, it was all politics and okay. and uh, restrictions, and it was really hurting the people. And then of course uh, it ends with "Thank you for hearing me," um, you know, which can bring tears to my eyes. I just I just love that song. Mm-hmm. And so for me, "Universal Mother" uh, definitely has to go with me, even though even though you know that the best of you know um, some of these things uh, you. T- uh, Jim, you turned me on to Sinead O'Connor way back in, I'm going to say, 87. Um, Lying in the Cobra, that's right. Right, right. And I, and I considered that and said, well, oh, no, I'm going to need this. But we've got, uh, on this best of, we've got uh, I Want Your Hands on Me and Heroin with, uh, with The Edge. Don't Cry for Me, Argentina. I love that yeah. version. Yes. Her version is amazing. So, um, Well, that album she did of all like songs like that. Yeah. That her... In that I style, what it was called. yeah, I, I didn't get that one. Yeah, I didn't. Um, but of course, nothing compares to you. Starts out yeah. that best of. So maybe um, if you grab that one by accident, it, it doesn't matter. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I could just grab yeah. that one. Yeah. What do you got next up for us, Jim? So my next album is uh, Pink Floyd: The Wall. Yeah. Monumental album uh, came out in November of '79, and again, I was not to give my age away. I think we've done that already, Jim. But I was uh, around 13. <laughs> um, now, I probably heard Pink Floyd, like, have a cigar. Which, yeah. But I really didn't know much about them. This was this propelled Pink Floyd. Uh, unfortunately, it was, it was their 11th studio album. I had no idea. I would have put, yes. put it at four. So this was also probably more towards the end of their, more towards the end of their career. Their popularity, right. Uh because I think the the next album was the final cut, which didn't do well, mm-hmm. and then a momentary lapse of reason. I don't know if that's the name of the album, but, that's, but the song, yeah, I, I, heard I love that. that I heard album that, too. and I heard that song not long ago. Yeah. So this album was on the charts for 15 weeks, and mostly a, considered a rock opera. But this was an album I had. I remember I had a paper route in the morning. Mm-hmm. And especially, well, this would be on the weekends, like say a Saturday. For those who are really young, that's a newspaper route. When he yeah. says paper route, it's, an, you it's would a delivery around, route of, of newspapers. Yeah, you would go around and drop off a paper to each door <laughs> at like 5.30 in the morning uh-huh. or 6 on a Saturday. But this was one album I would, I would put this album on. And not that it was boring me, but I would fall asleep with this album wow that that would affect your dreams yeah now one thing i remember very clearly is that at some point and we're talking this is 35 minutes into the album now think about i'm most likely asleep (laughs) there's a song (laughs) not the helicopter oh it was another brick in the wall part three Mm-hmm. Which starts with smashing. I don't know what they're like with a baseball bat, but smashing and you know, like glass, just mm-hmm. like, poof, poof, poof. and that would surely wake me up. Yeah, um, but it didn't. <laughs> Maybe it did. Yeah. Let's see. Songs like "Young Lust" were in there. That that actually got that that gets radio play still. Yeah, "Comfortably Numb" mm-hmm. was another one, um, and. 
Here's a little thing. Comfortably Numb was inspired by Walter's injection with a muscle relaxant to combat the effects of hepatitis during the In the Flesh tour, 1977. Oh, that's ironic, In the Flesh? While okay. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So, In the Flesh tour, and he had hepatitis. So yeah. Comfortably Numb, that's when he wrote that. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, Pink Floyd, and I can't imagine unless you're like, you know, 18, that you've never heard Pink Floyd, The Wall. <laughs> but I would hope that everybody listens to it, you know. No, um, I, I, I'm, I'm forgetting. Is that a double album? I can't remember. Yeah, it's a double album. Okay, yeah. And it's one of those, like, with movies, it's like, you haven't seen that, you know, yeah. even if it's, like, 40 years old, so. Well, I got a confession to make, and uh, you just said movie. It actually was a movie. Yes. And I went to see it, probably with you, but I don't remember. Um, I got a confession to make. I didn't understand it. Okay. And some people say I didn't understand it because I wasn't high. Okay. Probably. <laughs> so that's the joke with the wall. So I, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't get it. But it was interesting. Certainly interesting. Yeah. Um, didn't come together for me. I. Um, I think it was kind of a you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it went flowed. I don't. Yeah. Think yeah. I don't know what that was. At. And the shaving of the eyebrows and the shaved his whole body. Yeah. They didn't show everything, but yeah, he shaved in every single entire hair on his whole body. He shaved. And do you know quick. who that was? No. Who was that? It was Bob Geldof. Yes, Bob Geldof. Yeah. Yes. Boomtown Rats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Live Aid, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Mondays. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Jim, I got a surprise for you. Yes. Yeah. You would never. You would never guess. Um, I was considering getting um, the Hasselhoff. I was considering get, bringing the Hoff down with us, yeah. but I didn't. Um, by, the, by the way, I, I have these photos of David Hasselhoff. I'm yes. trying to mess up my... <laughs> yeah. And these are actually... Jim's, Jim's putting them out randomly in my face. And you can't see them, but these are actual album covers. Yes. There, a lot went into a lot of these. You think it would be acting and silliness, but this is yeah. actually supposed to be music. Yeah, the one we're looking at now is uh, he's in a tank top and just with and, ba- basic lettering, crazy for you at the mm-hmm. bottom. That's the name of the album. And he has not shared, shaved the hair on his chest. No. no. Not at all. And he's staring at me. No. Okay. Okay, so uh, I just said I got a surprise for you. and you, That's when you okay. put up the surprise I of like the hall. Yeah. You would never guess that I would be bringing this one down. So what I have is uh, Incubus. Okay. I have Incubus. I know from, you like Incubus. Yeah, Incubus from uh, from 1997, Science. But the album Science is is S period C period and so forth. Okay. And I actually don't know. Um, <laughs> trying to, trying to get Jim to laugh. Um, I actually don't know um, what Science stands for. But uh, this is uh, Incubus was known. Uh, the only song that got radio play was actually a slow pop song. And it's called Drive. Okay. Not to be confused with R.E.M. I'm not too familiar with yeah. Incubus. So, so you would know, and all of you listening would know the song Drive, um, probably uh, somewhere in the 90s. <clears throat> Could have been like 95 or, uh, or just after this 97 album. Um, it's, it's a great tune. Drive is great. But this one is super high energy. It's, uh, it's alternative rock. A lot of sampling. You know, you got some of those... Um, the uh, the scratching, you yeah. know, the, the album yeah. scratch, you know, mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. But it's so high energy. So they have a DJ or a, yeah. So the one solely doing right. That. There is one guy uh, solely doing the D. Not I don't actually know what they call it, but um, but operating the equipment and doing the sampling, all the sampling the techno, and such. Yeah, yeah. and um, 
it's just it's just so hard driving and energetic and um you know some of the lyrics are not for kids you know uh, people under 12 um it's uh it's it's something that that gives me more energy when i listen to it um some of the some of the lyrics are a little uh a little wacky a little uh-huh. bit you know wild like some of the stuff that you and i have listened to yeah. you know they might be giants and cake mm-hmm. you okay. know if you like if, oh, you, yeah, if you like cake you know you're going to you're going to like this stuff um i like the band and and you and like the to, dessert. You like to yeah. eat cake. Yeah. 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 So um there's uh for those of you who know the album, oh so so the disc, you know, what would really um kind of suck about this is that the disc is stuck in my Mazda RX eight when I sold it. Uh-huh. So I would we would have the case to look at mm-hmm. and read. Um but you know, I would have to actually um, go get that somehow. So for those of you who are listening who know Incubus Science, uh, I just want to close um with this phrase. The magic medicine worked. <laughs> okay. Next up, we have another <laughs> album. This one's from 1980. Oh, you're getting into the 80s yeah. here. and Out of the 70s. Billy Joel Glasshouses. Oh, wow. Love that album. Uh, it's Billy Joel's seventh studio album. And, uh, and it features... Uh, it was the first song to peak at number one. Uh, it's still rock and roll to me. Oh, yeah, right. Now, what's interesting, and now this album, when it came, I can listen to this, you know, the whole album as a whole is is just perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I think, a little bit more of a stretch for Billy Joel. To, this is where he got, you know, this is a pretty rocking album. Yeah, yeah. Um, this also, I think, is, uh, this is the last album with his original band, Uh didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see. So now when this album came out, my uh, my nephew, um, we'll call him uh, Charlie. Mm-hmm. He, um, I've met Charlie. Yeah. He's only like a year or two younger than me, but I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> and so we would hang out during the summers. And um, again, I was 15 now. Mm-hmm. And we would pretend that we were, this is, I don't even, I might have had a guitar, but maybe didn't really know how to play it yet. But we'd go out in the garage, there was good acoustics. Yeah. And we'd blast this album. I don't know if I put my record player out there. You probably probably moved it and found a way to get it out there, right? And then I would get uh, an aluminum garbage can, that would be the drums. Uh And we were just... um, I think I had drumsticks yeah. for some reason. Yeah, or you could just find sticks out in that woods out. But before back, karaoke, know. and the, we would sing to this. We would yeah. just pretend that we were in this band. Yeah. Um, were you? Was this to still rock and roll to me? Probably. Or yeah. Like, or you may be right. You may I be right. Love, yeah. Yeah. You may be right. Um, now, this is uh, one interesting thing. In '81, uh, Billy Joel won a Grammy for Best Rock Vocal Performance for a male for this mm. album. Wow. Now, he was up for Album of the Year. Okay. And you're going to tell me who beat him. Now, this is a person <laughs> we just saw recently last year, and it was the Christopher Cross. No. Album was up against Glass Houses and up against my last album, Pink Floyd, The Wall. The Wall. Christopher and Christopher Cross. Cross. So this tells you in the music industry that what they think is popular. Not, I'm not trying to put down Christopher Cross, no. but come on, sailing, <laughs> um, 
I forget the other songs. <laughs> See, I forget the other songs, but I remember they're not going into the bunker with us. Yeah, I mean, if you ask someone what Christopher Cross sang, right? Or or I mean, they they would probably say to those two songs, but that's the point. Or tell me a Pink Floyd song off the wall. They'd probably be able to tell you. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Well, that is an interesting. What year was that again? Did, that just... was 1981 Grammy Awards. Wow. Now he did win an American Music Award for favorite pop rock album. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine Glass Houses and The Wall, which we consider two classics, I mean, uh, just... especially The Wall, it's The, the mm-hmm. Wall, Pink mm-hmm. Floyd, um, mm-hmm. but and Christopher Cross, sailing, who is sailing, buddy, sailing, who's now touring with Todd or was so. Well, that's, uh, thanks for presenting this. I was thinking uh, my sister had the album The Stranger, and I know it inside and out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I probably I would probably pick The Stranger to go down in the bunker. If, okay. Uh, uh, of over class glass houses, mm-hmm. so looking forward to that. If we ever make it to that, that had, uh, I think angry young man. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I believe it had scenes from Italian restaurant okay. and the stranger and yeah. um, uh, this this like you said, it's this the glass houses is more rocking. Yeah, yeah. he's bringing it up a notch yeah. and just yeah, really rocking. Uh, my next one is the John Schofield band. Oh, John Schofield uh, is a, a jazz blues guitarist. Um, and uh, he he did a he did a whole album with Modesky Martin and Wood backing him up. But this one here is not solo. It's the it's the John Schofield band. And uh, isn't there a Matt Schofield? Yeah. I'm not sure. No. There was an album. Not to interrupt you, but yeah. I am. Yeah. Uh, there was an album with Government Mule. Matt Schofield. So it's a that's a different. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah. uh, not him there. No, so he's uh, John is playing on this album with uh, Avi Bortnik and Adam Deutsch and Andy Hess. Yeah, they all start with A. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my first two albums that I'm bringing down to the bunker, mm-hmm. I'm really looking out for the music with this. You know, I don't even care what what these songs are called. Um, and is that all instrumental? All instrumental. Uh, except for the sampling uh, in the uh, the song "Watch Out for Popo," okay. So <laughs> it's got some uh, got some sampling. Um, so it's not not truly acoustic. It's it's more it's more rich and produced album. But uh, they uh, there's a part where it says "Popo" yeah. like that, you know. So uh, <laughs> and it's it's just awesome. Uh, I like to play this album loud. I'm trying to think uh, some other uh, ones off of this. They do have a, a horn section on here too. Um, so it's it's a pretty rich album, and again, I, I I didn't even say what the title was. Up all night. So this is up all night from two thousand three. Um, some uh, my favorites off of this are, uh, of course, watch out for Popo. Filio Piety starts the album off, and then Tikatali is pretty hmm. good. I'm trying to think if this is the there's another song and um, <laughs> a funny title anyway is freaking disco. And what year is that? That is uh, 2003. So okay. yeah, if you haven't checked out John Schofield uh, and you like instrumental, instrumental music and you know who you are, um, this is some really good stuff. It's not real uh, high energy. It's not really down down low. It's in you the middle. It's bluesy or no? He he's a blues jazz guitarist. Okay. No, it's uh, it's it's more uh, more rock jazz sampling. Okay. Yeah, but uh, just just great all around. I'm trying to see other titles. It ends with a really good one. Every night is ladies' night. So uh, I'd want to have this with me. I don't get tired of it. Okay. So the next one is um, kind of personal for me. 
because I couldn't go down into the bunker without hearing the great Pat Denizio's voice yes. emanating from the speakers. And Pat was the lead singer of the New Jersey band, The Smithereens. And I've liked The Smithereens since um, their first album came out. Although I'm looking now, because this album is uh, Smithereens, especially for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, it says it came out in July 85, but I know I didn't... I thought it was more like 87. I know. I kind of remember I, in 87. Maybe it wasn't uh, fully released until 87. Yeah. I'll have to ask Jim Babjack. Yes. Hey, He's Jim. the guitarist. He's listening. So over the years, I've gotten to become uh, sort of, I'd say, friends, uh, you know, whenever I see the guys before the shows. I've seen them 40-some times. And uh, Pat, unfortunately, passed away a couple years ago. And uh, now they have Marshall Crenshaw and um, Robin Wilson from the Gin Blossoms. But this this album started had, started it all with the Smithereens. Yeah. and I had a um, Pontiac Fiero. I remember, and I would drive to band practice, um, and this would be on cassette. Mm -hmm. And I think I wore out the cassette. I love this album. Uh, some of the some I, of the I greatest had, writing. I had the cassette, and I traded it uh, for vinyl uh, with my cousin. Yeah, so I got the vinyl so I could have it at home. So the um, so the albums it's notable for the hit Blood and Roses. Uh, my buddy Mike thought maybe they were more regional, but they they didn't get the popularity that uh, a lot of other bands. Uh, I mean this this album then it were uh, was Green Thoughts, you know other albums that came out later. But they believe it or not, uh, they were on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So they were one of those bands that um, they were on their way. Right. They're, they're known throughout the country, just not household names. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't stopped playing since the 80s. So they've been constantly, they haven't taken any breaks. Uh, this, uh, this particular album was produced by Don Dixon, mm -hmm. who actually, he worked on R.E.M.'s Murmur and Reckoning albums. Uh, so they had really good producer. Uh, now the Blood and Roses reached number fourteen. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the Billboard album rock track chart, and Behind the Wall of Sleep reached twenty three. And but this is one of my favorites. I could just listen to this over and over. Uh, to the and this. Um, what's what's some of the other tracks on, uh, that people might know? Is is Girl Like You from this album, or is that a later album? No, that's a later album. Okay. Blood and Roses, Behind the Wall of Sleep. Mm -hmm. um, Strangers When We Meet. Crazy Wait. Mixed Up Kid is another yeah. favorite. That's, that's, that's a really short song. I think. Right, it's so basic, and yet yeah. it's a great song. But the album starts off with Strangers When We Meet. This is about a guy who is having an affair mm -hmm. that uh, the woman, or I take it the woman might not want it to continue. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read just some of the lyrics here. She told me Sunday, and I always thought that was someday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Baby, it's over. We can't go on this way. I really love you, but I must live too. She said, take care, okay? Mm -hmm. Please don't look my way. This is great. Yeah. When you see me on the street, we will be still be strangers when we meet. I never really thought that you'd give up your home and family. I've got my own life, 
You've still got your wife, she whispered tenderly. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she's whispering tenderly when she's, mm-hmm. maybe this is the last time they're yeah, going to see it. each other. Yeah, it's probably it. And one last thing. Um, it says the album today is highly regarded by most critics and was one of Kurt Cobain's favorite albums, oh, that's as noted know. in his journal. So that's that's good to know. Wow. Yeah. That Pat, you know, could go from from Jersey all the way over to you know Seattle and wherever Kurt was at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Touching. Mm-hmm. Next one I got here. We got two more to go from my ten. Um, I was gonna. I was. I was gonna grab the John Mayer. <laughs> um, okay, then the podcast would be over. <laughs> but I, 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 that's one person I don't like. Yeah, I, uh, I like John Mayer. Um, I, got, I, I could not have you play John Mayer well, in the Fallout show. Okay, so, so <laughs> I'm going to speak anyway. Jim, Jim is busting me, um, but that's not a problem. You just reminded me to bring earplugs. So, um, John Mayer. Uh, if I did bring him, it was going to be Paradise Valley from 2013. Um, it's got uh, some of my favorites, Waiting on the Day, I Will Be Found, and Badge and Gun. Um, yeah, it's got some good stuff there. But I, I decided not to because um, before we get to my last one and Jim's last two, I, I, got, I got you know this one last one. This number nine, the, the ninth one out of these, mm-hmm. is going to be something that I actually don't know much of. Okay. So that when we go down there... We don't know it all, and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to grab uh, something just where I know a song and I don't know the rest. I'm thinking about, uh, so I haven't decided, so okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to grab last minute. Mm-hmm. It could be, um, uh, and I've, I've chosen a couple of women, it's going to be Maggie Rogers. Maggie Rogers was more of a folk singer, and now she, she is playing to more produced techno sampling and stuff okay. and it really comes across well uh, my favorite song it's on my playlist is uh, light on um, will you leave the light on and then i'm just looking and of course i don't know anything else the album is from uh, last year and it's called heard it in a past life so she was country folk just a folksy type singer i think i've heard the name okay maggie rogers she didn't tour with uh, kelly clarkson did she uh <laughs> I don't remember it being country, but um, let's see here. And it talks about, I can't get it on there. Um, But so this, that's one possibility. Another is uh, Lauren Daigle. You probably don't know Lauren Daigle. She's on, um, on Christian uh, publications. She's on uh, Christian uh, labels. Uh, And it's uh, 2018. See, I'm looking for stuff that's new here. The 2018, 2019. And Lauren Daigle's album is Look Up Child. I was also considering, Jim, uh, some other female uh, vocalists, maybe some, some rhythm and blues gospel or something, you know, just with that strong, that strong female voice. So whatever I grab for this, my ninth one is going to be a female voice and somebody we don't know well and we can get to know. Okay. So Maggie Rogers. Yeah. I believe I saw Maggie Rogers. Oh, that's so cool. Because she toured with Kelly Clarkson. Okay. It, Mm-hmm. I'll have to confirm Cause she, that. Because she did make a switch. Again, she was playing with bands with uh, acoustic and playing with reggae. That's reg- probably why I recognize the name. Yeah. See if you can recognize the but face. But I probably didn't I probably didn't sit there. For, I, I think I heard her sing a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. She wasn't too bad. Yeah. But that was her. <laughs> yeah. There's a picture, but uh, not very clear. Her okay. hair's flying all over. So, yeah. So, it's going to be... So, 
I got one more after this, yeah. and that's it, this one's okay. gonna this one's gonna be a mystery. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab one of those one of those maybe like I said, even grab some uh, some R and B gospel. You know, it's just you know belting it out to get something new. You know, and uh, I see the Hoff. The Hoff is back. David Hasselhoff. Um, these are real album. This covers. these are real album covers. Okay, <laughs> this they're so bad. This is a this is a, a nine hundred two one zero kind of a, a Huntington Beach kind of thing. I mean, I, I that one looks like it's not a real album cover. And and he is he is reclining <laughs> on the sand, and it looks like it's a it's 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 evening. It's just an yeah. early evening, and the the waves are behind breaking behind him, but he's relaxing with his shirt open. It's a, a windbreaker jacket. And there is a stuffed toy penguin. He is cut. He is cuddling. Well, my He's wife informed, snuggling, and it's called Pingu Dance. But my wife informed me Pingu is a like a almost like a Hello Kitty, like a cartoon. Oh, okay. so I don't know if that's yeah. So before Hello I, Kitty, I, I, was... I just can't believe that that's a real album cover. Pingu, yeah, wow. So uh, look up the Hoff, the Hofster, and David, David Hasselhoff. And he has a he has. We're, new, we're not taking him. This is no, a joke. We are not no. taking the. Hop. He has a new album that came out last year. Unbelievable! I didn't know Singing he was still with alive. Other and I don't. Got to put down the Hoff, but it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> yes. Ding 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 ding. Okay, now my last one. Okay, we'll see if it matches my last one. This... Wait 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 wait. Did you you? What? Don't you have two more? No. Well, yeah, and then I have the one that you grabbed by accident. I'm on ten. Because we skipped that. Okay. Wait, you might have one more because I used one of mine. C- because we both, had the, both same. had the same one. Go ahead. I interrupted. What number are you on? No, you'll be on okay. 10 and I'm okay. on 10. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 So this, now, there's a thing called guilty pleasure. Oh, I know what this is, Jim. I know you, Jim. Well, I originally you. I was going to include, because um, K- I've been back and forth. Is it Casey? No, no. Not that much of a guilty pleasure. <laughs> We're not going that far. And not Hasselhoff. Go ahead. I mean, the, the one I was going to include was Kelly Clarkson. That's KC. That's what I just said. Who I love. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gay. Love and adore. <laughs> well, she is female. Go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this album, I'm telling you, I could listen to every day, all day, and I don't know why. It it, And I've... Again, this and this album is from 1980. 80. Oh, oh, wait, I got it. I got. I need to guess this, don't I? The Cars, the Cars, Candio. No, that what that was actually one of my choice, but that's not the. It's not the Cars, Candio. No. It's not Gary Newman. Um, so the album cover itself, as for a 15 year old boy, kind of mesmerized me. Blondie. No. <laughs> There's a guy. Um, and I think it's the lead singer. He's he's putting on a uh, he's playing a record. He's in a hotel room, and in the corner, there's a girl putting on lipstick. So it's not the night. And she's wearing a bra and panties on the album cover. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, you do you have it there? Yes. Okay. All right. And it is Ario <gasps> Speedwagon. There it is. And a take on high fidelity, high infidelity. Yes. Right? High infidelity. Now this one I have is a it's a deluxe edition. So it has the um more like the demo stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, there are a lot of good songs like 
and songs yeah, songs that songs got radio little, play right i mean this was this yeah. was this was out on the summer nights but this song it's not so much the song it's it's the sound the package of ario speedwagon kevin cronin's voice is so unique for those of you who are younger yeah. it's R-E-O, it's spelled R-E-O. It's yeah, not R-E-O. the O-R-E-O. And not sheep wagon, it's speed wagon. <laughs> and, but the the band is so, the guitarist, the guitar, there's guitar solos that just knock you on, yeah. your, on your ass. I'm telling you. What, did you say the year, what? <laughs> yeah, you know? 1980. It is, you said it earlier before you disclosed November it. November yeah. 1980. Wow. Yes. Now this is the ninth again with like Pink Floyd. This is the ninth studio album and no yeah. way. I would have guessed yeah. I would have guessed second. I would have guessed third. Yeah. Cuz there are other like I know they had one album called You Can Tune a Piano yeah, but, but You Can't, can't tune, tune a fish. fish and I probably couldn't name any songs off of that. No. Nobody can actually. Um so this this peaked at number 1 on the Billboard 200 chart. Wow. It be it went on to become the biggest selling rock album of 1981. The biggest selling rock yes. album. Wow. Eventually being certified 10 times platinum by the Recording Industry Association <laughs> of America. That is amazing. That is amazing. So so did you did you list any of the hits off of there? Can I can I do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, songs that you would know and you know it's it's not always the hits. You've got this for the album, I, I assume, yeah. you know. Yeah. But the hits that got radio play were Keep On Loving You and Take It On The Run. And uh, that's the main ones. Mm-hmm. And possibly Don't Let Him Go. In my letter is like, it started, starts out almost 50s sounding. Mm-hmm. In my letter. You know, and then yeah. it picks up. Um, not a double album, is it? No, it's a single album. Well, that one's double because it's got the demo. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So you have the deluxe. Yeah. So a little bit about the um, the girl on the cover. Oh yeah, yes. Uh huh. So if you if you don't notice, album, look up Ario Speedwagon High Infidelity, mm-hmm. and analyze the cover. Yeah, it's um, it's, provo- kinda... it's it's provoking something, provocative. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it, she's not like. Is he on. making copies over there? No, he's putting an album on. Oh, I thought that was a copy. Yeah. I thought it was a three in one. And I'm pretty maybe. sure that's the lead singer, uh-huh. just by the hair. Yeah, yeah. But he's in some like high rise New York apartment. Oh, yeah, it is the lead singer. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So the. Burnett um, Afro right there, yeah. Uh-huh. So this is the way it's worded on um, probably Wikipedia, but High Infidelity's Torrid Temptress. Torrid Temptress? Yes. You know, I'm going to get a boat. <laughs> name it toward yes. temptress. Name it toward temptress. Oh, who is she? Is actress, model, and dancer Tamara Park. Tamara Park. Immediately following her album appearance, Tamara added a robicizer to her credits. Once again, only in the early '80s, folks. That's what it actually said. <laughs> she appears as an on-screen fitness instructor in 1982's legendary sultry workout tape. A robicize. It's too damn sultry. In directed here. by Ron Harris. I don't know. Maybe he directed some other. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Ron Harris, who also created the syndicated. Oh my God! Heavy breathing inducer. <laughs> Can we say only in the eighties? Yeah. It's a heavy breathing inducer. Twenty. Okay. I think it says twenty second. Tw- no, twenty minute workout. <laughs> 20-second workout. I wish I could have a 20-second oh, workout. before eventually just cutting to the chase in 2000, 
And what do you think he did? Um, By, he made a video titled... Por por pornography, yeah. Well, um, totally nude aerobics. Wow. I might have to check yeah, yeah, that I, out. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. would be the natural progression <laughs> from uh, what Tamara is doing, or Tamara. Yeah, Tamara. Okay. Tamara so, Park? Yeah, Tamara Park. <laughs> I mean... Such I'm going to build a park. I'm not going to get a boat anymore. I'm going to build a park, and I'm going to yeah. name it Tama Tamara, Tamara Park. Is, Tamara Park is a nice, such a nice name. And then you, Tamara Park. Park. It just, it should flow. It, that doesn't flow. Yeah. Susie Park. No. Anyway. Central Park. So, R.E.M. And this album You said R.E.O. R.E.M. <laughs> <laughs> We're not taking any R.E.M. Okay. We like R.E.M., though. We well, do. that was another. Um, R.E.M. was another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album Document. Which, yes, yes. But I couldn't, you know, we only have 10 here. Yeah. And um, so this is the thing. We're down in the shelter and some of this stuff we may never hear again. And one one band I love is are the Beatles, but I do get tired of the Beatles. But there but are no Beatles in my top 10. I almost grabbed the Beatles and yeah. I, was, uh, I was looking at Revolver. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Funny you should mention that. I will tell you something yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. But this this off album the, off the air or yeah oh, so yeah. back to Ario Speedwagon real quick um, high infidelity uh, thirty five minutes long so you can just record a thirty five minute now oh my, are you serious so that, this it's thirty five it's thirty five minute album but it's probably ten ten songs all we have it here and um, three well, minutes is no it's less um, than ten because this is deluxe there's, okay. there's, they're doubled over there well I mean so, ten on the original album yeah yeah around three minutes a song mm -hmm. so you have no you know, no four minutes on. No, yeah, no jamming. You know. And I forget what the the rule was on radio. There's a rule about the minutes on a song not to go over because mm -hmm. it might not get radio airplay. Yeah, yeah, which is why you so, never hear Dave Matthews on the radio. Yeah. So what do you have for your last? All right, last one. Um, you know, I should have looked at how many of these uh, you turned me on to. You know, I know there's a couple bands I turned you on to back in the 80s. Um, but especially... When, uh, Jim, when we were young, and then even lately, this is a 2019 di uh, disc that you turned me on to. And mm -hmm. so this is Bruce Springsteen's Western Stars. Yes. Yeah. I just, I just loved it immediately. I considered that one. Yeah. I just loved it immediately. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's so appropriate, not just being the last disc, but going into the bunker, because uh, you know we watched the, vi uh, the movie in the theaters together uh, probably about two months ago. Yes. And uh, he's... In the movie, he's 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 reflecting, you know, he's doing the in between each in between song. each song, uh, songs played live in his barn, um, but it's a man that's reflecting back on his life, and he's he's thinking of the high times, he's thinking of how he's not in those high times, and maybe some ironies here and there, um, and ex you know, examining the younger generation who's coming up, and it's not to put down the younger generation, it's mm -hmm. it's it's what people do, they reflect, you know, and Bruce's. In his seventies now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I like this too because uh, you know each Bruce album is a little different, but but this one is so special because you have his voice and his guitar, but you have the full orchestra that's at your fingertips, and you can do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you hardly know they're there sometimes, but they are, and then they come out a little bit. You know, the the, the rich strings, the cellos and violins. Yeah. Probably three cellos and three violins, mm -hmm. probably uh, three seats each, and it's just amazing. Um, I just wonder if he used the same band in the movie that he did on the album. Like, 
I would I would say he would. It would make sense because they know the songs. Yeah, Yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would say that it's the same. Um, I actually have not listened to the first track again since I heard it the first time, and I need to go back and listen to it. I downloaded it without uh, hit the hitchhiker. Title the hitchhiker. Okay. Yeah. So, but my favorite tracks. Um, just love them, just love them. Going to list four because they are so, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title track to the album is Western Stars, and this is talking about stars of TV from the Wild West. This is not, this is not stars that are up in the sky. Okay, so it's Western Stars. Uh, the Wayfair, just love mm-hmm. it. Love the song, The Wayfair. Hello, Sunshine. Um, I just, I listened to it over and over again just le- recently. Just <laughs> love it. Um, Hello Sunshine, Won't You Stay. And then my favorite in the whole album, on my last one here, is Drive Fast. And this is a song about a stuntman. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, uh, got, got, he says, got two pins in my ankle and a broken collarbone. Mm-hmm. Got a pin in my leg, walks me home. Hmm. So uh, just, uh, just amazing it's lyrics. very reflecting on life as you get older. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. Especially Western stars. Yeah. You know, no, and, I love that song. Yeah, these these are my faves, and uh, yeah, I need to. I, the others are going to grow on me a little bit, but just like uh, you know, just like uh, Sinead's uh, uh, album that I brought along, um, even if those three are on it, I'm, I want that, you know. And even if these four are on uh, that disc and the others aren't, I'd still bring it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, this is the scenario on the last album: is that uh, Mike. Mike here? realized when we got into the shelter that there was another album inside yeah the actual vinyl was something different than the octung yeah. baby u2's octung but luckily baby. we had brought two octung babies and that is yeah. if you're keeping track that is the only ding 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 buzzer ringer uh where jim and i chose the same the same album in our top 10 so yeah. so so I open this up, and and you're surprised by this album that's in there i'm shocked i just can't believe it it is Red Fox. You Red got, Fox. You, and, and the album is called You Gotta Wash Your Ass. Yeah. You got, and this is an actual album. Yeah, and it's an actual ass. It is a, it is a donkey-like creature. Uh, have you right? heard of this album? No, no I, I have not. I was, I was shocked to see Red Fox. Um, you know, there are some listeners who are under 40 um, who don't. No. Yeah, Red Fox Red was Fox. a stand-up comedian, and then he was most famously on Sanford and Son. Right. He which was Sanford, not the Son. Might be in reruns. Um, and then he his his catchphrase was "It's the big one," yes. meaning he's having a heart attack. Yes. He would he would he would look up to the sky and put his hand to his chest, and he'd yeah. say, "It's the big one. It's the yeah. big one." Yet, yeah. But and I don't know if you know this, but Red Fox had a another TV show, his last TV show. Did not know. But this is the irony. Red Fox had a heart attack on the set of the show, and they thought he was playing around because he did it so many times. He fell to the ground. And he said... And he had a heart attack and died. Yeah. And they just figured he was messing around. Yeah. I don't know if he had the breath to say, it's the big one, it's the big one. So this stand-up album... Well, sure. It's sure enough, there he is. I'm looking. I at mean, the once cover. you see this title, you're like, I, I gotta listen to this. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. He doesn't talk about his ass, which is good. Or this horse's or ass. Donkey. Oh, look yeah. at that. Oh, you can almost like see right in there. <laughs> it's it's a horse's ass. He's lifting up the tail and almost touching it. And I think he he's like it's it's smelly or something. He's got his yeah. hands up. They cleaned yeah. it up though. It's, yeah, it's clean. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, when I first, I, I've only known about this um, for like maybe a couple of years because someone posted on Facebook. I thought you were going to say a couple and of days. Like, this can't be a real album. You got to like, wash your title, ass. But it is. Okay. So this was recorded in New York. And this is going down to the bunker with us. So go ahead. So um, one thing from it, which I thought was fun, and this is uh, more of the tame stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, this was, I want to say this was the 1970s. Mm-hmm. I don't have a year on here. Uh, so he, <laughs> there are some ugly kids here in New York. Why? <laughs> because there are ugly parents here in New York. <laughs> the ugly kids come home. I'm sorry. The ugly kids come from ugly parents. If you think I'm lying, follow an ugly kid home and see if someone ugly don't open the door for you. So, cracks me. You could get arrested for yeah. following kids home. So right he now. was, um, he Good said work. what he felt. And I'm sure in this like 2020, mm-hmm. if he was still alive, it's like, I think one of the greats, um, Don Rickles, passed away a couple years ago. He was still doing his act from the 60s. Mm-hmm. And he would offend everybody. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, they gave him a pass. <laughs> so not too many, I don't think anybody gets a pass anymore. No. So um, that actually does it. Uh, it's been our longest podcast, but hope you enjoyed. It's been great. Listening. Thanks for listening. And make your own top 10 and uh, send it to a friend. So um, we're on um, iTunes. Uh, give us five stars and a decent review. Nah, just be honest. Yeah. Spotify, iHeartRadio, and our base site is podbean.com, and they have a great app for your phone, Um, so if you go on Podbean, uh, be sure to follow us for um, notifications, toilet flushing. All of the above. Okay. Uh, So be sure to follow us, give a good comment. Um, So our email is jimandmikepodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, I know it's been a long day. Yeah. We have an Instagram page. Yeah. And it's Jim and Mike Talk. So go on Instagram, look for Jim and Mike Talk. You'll see the picture of Mike and me, but I don't think there's any other Jim and Mike Talk. So so um, follow us on there. Message us if you want. And that's it. We're out of here. Have a good day. Today's show was produced by Jim Thatcher and Mike Rush. Edited by Jim Thatcher. Intro and exit music provided by MMM Music. Dan Tedesco's song, The Wolves Are Running Wild Tonight, was used with permission from Dan Tedesco.